of radio. I tell you what, man, I don't, I don't miss, I don't miss the dating world like at all. It's been a long time since I had a, a wacky one like this. Like I, I went on, I went on plenty of of dates when I was internet dating and stuff like that. But I only ever had like one good one, like one I'd be like, yeah. that was good, and that was that that was Lauren. So <laughs> I just married her. <laughs> I had I had swum around in the sea long yeah. enough to, to, to I be got like, to bear witness on date number one. Yeah, I, I I swum around in the sea long enough to be like, I'm not catching anything. Like I'm just bad bait. So I'm just gonna take the the, the first the the first good nibble that I've had turned out to be the best one. So I'm just, I just took it and I went home. Good husband. <laughs> I'm just not I'm not doing it anymore. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And we got a bunch of reviews to do for you this week. We also got this week's news to break down, and then three trailers that we're going to be discussing in Trailer Park. We're going to be talking about The Boys Season 3 teaser trailer to Amazon Prime Drop that looks like it was all those superheroes and uh, The Boys doing it while they were in lockdown, which I which I thought was a nice little teaser to remind everybody that The Boys is still out there. Still more coming. It's fun. Then we got Disney and Pixar's Luca, uh, which will be a brief discussion. And then finally, we have Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which trailer just dropped. But before we get into all of that, we got to get into what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Oh, he's watching. No, no, no. Go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. RJ, what'd you get down to watching this week? Well, I saw myself a little f- indie flick in the theaters called Supernova. So you're saying that this is a little indie darling? It's a bit of an indie darling. A little, little indie ditty? So indie do you want to put on your square frame glasses, your suspenders I, that you I wear so. ironically? dust them off, yeah. Do you want to curl your mustache just right, order yourself a bourbon knee, and we'll get ready to head into Jay's Indie Corner. Jay, now that you have you know all, all your accoutrements for you to be as alternate as, as alternative as possible, you're ready to lord over us mm. with your thoughts on this little indie darling, uh, and you you're going to make yourself feel so superior to the rest of us because we most of us will probably never go see a little indie darling much as this. Why don't you? What's the name of this indie ditty again? Before I give my fake synopsis, yeah, I'm going to hold my my phone as I look at my notes with my pinky out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, supernova all right supernova so you know i i I think like you hear the word supernova and you immediately think of like space and stuff like that but that's not where i'm gonna go i'm not going to space so there's a drag queen right a newly minted newly minted drag queen it's you know he 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 previously was was in a marriage and he, he he's never felt right he always knew that he always knew that he was gay he'd been living a lie and then he decided that that he was going to be a drag queen so um, it's not like a decision. Just it, it just felt right. So 
He spends some time, uh, you know, do, doing the drag world, falls in love with it, and then after uh, after breaking through with, with with the crowds at at the drag shows, the transition th- becomes exactly. So she she is having a, a a bit of a bit of difficulty getting over with the crowd. She's over with the rest of the girls, you know, but she's sure. having trouble getting over with the crowd. Uh, so she goes shopping. She goes wig shopping, and what happens is she buys a brand new wig, and when she tries it out, she immediately can tell that something's different. She has confidence you know she she has a swagger she has she, she she's far more boastful and the crowd really reacts to it but then one night her and some of the other girls are getting hassled by some by some kids in a dark alley and when she steps up to push one of them he goes flying across the alley his head hits hits the wall splatters into a million pieces the other ones go running and suddenly she realizes she's super strong Mm. She she goes through all, all these other different you know reasons why this has happened to her. And the, the only thing that has changed, you know, in her makeup in in everything that she does was she bought this new wig, and it turns out that the wig comes from the hair of Samson. So Samson is a Bible character who was super strong, and then a woman cut his hair, and he was weak. Uh, he killed like eight hundred men with the jawbone of an ass. <laughs> Says it in the Bible. So <laughs> whatever. So she rolls. She she. It's the hair of Samson that gives her this power. Her drag name, Jay. It took a lot of research for her to find that out. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of time in a library. But you know, drag queens can be smart too. Sure. Uh, so she finds out, you know, all, all this, and her drag name, Jay was nova so when she wears the wig she's super nova sign me up (laughs) right sounds like a hulu original sounds like a character from the boys it should be a character in the boys super nova but i I don't want to amazon i don't want her to be a dick i want her to be like starlight i want her to i want her to be good you know she's a kind-hearted person we root for her we root for we root for supernova you're gonna root for her, but then she, you know, <laughs> kind of become like a little prickly, you know, become like a Karen <laughs> with the little little edge. No, no, hero. No, we're gonna like her, like, like, uh, like. So when she becomes supernova, she's a superhero. She's a superhero as supernova. Mic drop. Hero to all mankind, and especially to the rest of the girls in the drag show. Yes. <laughs> mm, moving on. Moving on. All right, Jay. What is supernova, is supernova. actually about? So this just came out. This uh, is it a stars. champagne supernova, champagne supernova in the sky. If only they played that song. Mm, I love Oasis. So do I. But all right. So what's this movie actually about? This is following Sam and Tusker, played by Colin Firth and the ever my I like him a lot, Stanley Tucci. I like him in movies. I'm, I I I yeah. care less about who he is. I know like you have something else to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah Stanley Tucci in. into it. Um, so they're 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 you know they've been longtime lovers, and I'm I actually can't recall if they're married or not. I believe they might be married. Um, and they're traveling across England, and they're just in this old RV, and one of them has been diagnosed with dementia. This is not a secret. Their time together is now mainly just hanging on, trying to appreciate each other's time, reflect back upon their lives, but also visit friends, visit old favorite Like those posters in every single classroom. Hang in there, baby, with the cat like hanging. Hang in there, baby. You said it, kitty. Copyright 1968. Hmm. Determined or not, that cat must be long dead. That's kind of a downer. And and so, and so one of the, the best and one of the and, and also one of the worst things about this film is how 
subtle and nuanced it is because you do get a lot of great character work and study, but it's so subtle. It's it's not over the top. You want more. You yearn for more information about their past. You understand it. You get a good gist of it, but you just feel like this yearning for more without throughout this whole film. And even when you kind of reflect and you visit family members of theirs and friends, and you're essentially saying, you know, goodbye to one of these characters because they don't want to keep going on like this. They really want to kind of pull the plug on themselves because they don't want to become out of their body and not know who they are and be this whole other person. That's not them because they, you know, one was a renowned pianist. One's a renowned writer. They don't want to lose their brain. One of them had a renowned penis pianist pianist pianist. So I, I, that, that word could get you in a lot of trouble. Just (laughs) one of them had a renowned, I believe I said (laughs) maybe both. (laughs) No, I'm sure you said pianist, but maybe I thought so. Yeah. Mm. It's like Spider-Man three when he brings, when he brings her to flowers and her peonies and he says, he just walks up, he goes peonies. And it sounds like he says pee in these. (laughs) It's good. Yeah. I like it. It's good. Um, but now I should, now I wish I changed what my, what my fake synopsis was. (laughs) Like a, a man with a renowned penis. Sounds good. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, so ultimately, you know, it is uh, again a very much a slice of life movie. And I think you know, overall, it's solid, great performances. It, it looks beautiful. You enjoy your time with this film, but you are yearning for more. But I, I'll still give it a B plus. All right. Well, people have been yearning for more indie corner, so I'm glad that you brought us a little indie ditty for us to do. So one of the things that I got around to watching this week was uh, two episodes have now come out of Young Rock. And originally, I was like, I'm not going to touch Young Rock because it's it's probably like Young Sheldon where I just I, I don't fucking care about any of this. Mm. But it's on a different network. I believe that there's that there's different heads behind it, too. Is this Peacock? Is this- yeah, th- it's not a Peacock original. It is on NBC. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but obviously, you can sure. watch the episodes sure. on Peacock right along with Keenan. And I've actually watched Keenan as well. I love mm. Keenan Thompson. So, um, love SNL. So, I've been watching Keenan. Keenan's not as good as Young Rock, but I am really enjoying Young Rock. I, I do think it's a great premise. Yeah. And I think his story is obviously a great story. First off, the casting for the younger versions of The Rock is is perfect. It's so well done. There's, th- there's three younger versions, more of like an older high school, college age one, mm-hmm. one that's that's like a freshman in high school age, you know, or, or like oh, late so middle school. there's multiple ones then. Yeah, and then there's one that's about eight eight to ten years old. Uh, so there's three so far. So there, there's three younger versions of The Rock, and the, and, they, and the kids that they cast look the part. Is they, there going to be really another good. one? I don't know. The, oh, okay. Those are the three that I've seen so okay, far. Okay, okay, okay. We're on episode two, Jay. You, why are you asking me about episode? Like, I don't know. I'm getting excited now already. Season, season twenty type shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Rock, so they'll go with this forever. Um, but it it it's the Rock essentially running for president <laughs> in the near future. The real Rock. Yeah, yeah and yeah, the the real Rock, Dwayne Johnson, uh, or Dewey, as he's known when he was very younger, when he was much younger. Um, and he some criticisms have come up that. He is not down to earth enough. He's the world's biggest star. He he's one of the richest celebrities, and everyone's just like, you know, what does he know about the common people? So he starts telling stories about him growing up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which is just an hour and a half north of here, um, where where he grew up, and his father 
you know, I did not know that. Soul wow. Man Rocky Johnson, I did know that yeah. was you know a, a wrestler and stuff like yeah. that. But he talks about and football player, right? And he he talks a lot about his uncles uh, Saka and Sika, who were the Wild Samoans. He talks about spending the day with Andre the Giant and stuff like that. And as a wrestling fan. I think that's what really like draws me in. Like the shows, the show's fine. It reminds me a lot of like the Goldbergs in that. Like I, I like the Goldbergs. I, I think it's a, it's a fun love letter to yep. yesteryear and stuff like yeah. that. A yeah. lot of movie references in it, so I love a that. A lot of charm. A lot of charm to it. Uh, and and the Young Rock is very much the same. It's still a sitcom, and it is very sitcom e. Sure, you know. Problem problem uh, presents itself. Comedic, you know, com- comedic moments. Um, problem gets worse. Comedic moments. Ending solution, moral to story, some comedic moments, and then you're out. That's, I mean, that's the formula for every sitcom. Yeah, and it's all here. But I still really enjoy the packaging. I'm gonna. It's taking place in the late '80s. Um, it's it's revolving around wrestling and about life and an I think area. It's doing well it's with the ratings. It's doing extremely well with the yeah. ratings. So I believe it was the number one watch show uh, on yeah. its second week. So uh, viewership did not really drop off, which is a good thing. You know, when a lot of people watch your first episode and they fall off after that. Sure. Um, apparently viewership stayed up for it. And I, I it's fine. Like it's, I'm not saying yeah. like this is for everybody, but if you're a sitcom person, if you don't mind a sitcom, and you're especially if you're a rock fan or a wrestling fan, uh, it's then, must, I, must then I think you. it is a must watch yeah. for you. So. Um, I probably will get to it eventually one day, um, but I think this is more one of those things for me. It's going to be a binge. So years down the road, I'll probably yeah. just binge it, or maybe when the season one's over and I'll just binge it on Peacock or something. I don't know, but I, I'm I think that's a more of a show for me that want like I want to binge it in two days. Other than that, like me and Lauren have been binging the new girl uh, on Netflix. I have to revisit the new girl because I was I into it and then I did a hard stop for whatever reason and i just i missed the last like three seasons so or something i hate jessica day like i don't like her character at all yeah but the guys that she lives with you know coach winston oh. schmidt and and that's and show. nick oh hey ladies you guys want to see a grown man cry no then get out like they are the show. Yes. Like they they are the comedy relief. She's yes. the straight person. I know they try to like throw her where she does like these weird kooky things and stuff like that. Yeah, she annoys the ever loving shit out of me in that show. Yeah, yeah. The I guys crack me the fuck up. I, 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 I agree, and I think everybody does agree as well. And like when, when there's nothing else to watch, we have me and Lauren have had New Girl on. So um, I'm kind of like in this like. I, also, sitcoms are just so digestible. So when you're at home and you're taking care of a baby, exactly. I don't need to pay attention. You, to this everything. is the, that I'm so happy you just said that because you know I normally digress and hate sitcoms. They are right. not for me normally. However, no, not for me either. But normally, but, but situationally, you know, it does come in handy if you need a pick me up, if you want a quick binge, if you want to like really just. If you're you know, hungover on a Sunday yeah. and just want to eat Chinese food, you want to get washed <laughs> over with something, and 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 it's just so perfect for that yeah. kind of stuff, and especially with the baby, you know, your time management stuff is is, yeah. is tricky, and it's easy and for me to get up and walk away. Like exactly. today, I was you don't watching, have to be locked in. You right. don't have to be locked in. On I was something. trying to watch a movie that I'll do a, a brief review for later on, and it's it's like well over two hours long. I'm trying to take care of the baby, and it's. Yeah. It, it there's subtitles to it on top of, of on top of uh an english dub to it as well and netflix movie and stuff and i kept having to like 
pause it, play. Pause. I think it took me like six hours to watch the whole movie, you know. And then I was like, "Well, I mean, I'm going to review it." I I, I knew from Good from Lord, midway you through. Well watch it. <laughs> I, I, I knew from like midway through that I didn't really like it. So yeah, yeah um, uh, But I want I wanted to finish it because I like the setting and stuff like that. But you know, when, when you're watching when when you're watching a sitcom and something gets in your way, you don't hesitate to get up and still listen because most of the gags are are. You know, you could hear the characters saying and stuff like mm. that. It's not a whole lot of physical gags. I can go make a bottle. I can change a diaper. I can I can run upstairs and grab this and then run back downstairs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's like sure they they are digestible. Yeah, you know? it's a it's a, it's a can of Pringles. I can eat some and then I can put it down and keep it right there next to me and I can grab some more later. Exactly. And there's plenty of them out there. And uh, just to tie in with the Stanley Tucci. Uh, he just came out with his own show. I think he's only got three or four episodes so far, but it's a weekly show airing on Sunday nights on CNN called Stanley Tucci Searching for Italy. And he is from both sides, from Italy, grew, lived in Italy for a full year as a teenager. And um, it's it's mainly in the vein of an Anthony Bourdain type show okay, where he's going from region to region, kind of talking about... A couple of different food groups, different kind of items in history. Of- and regions in Italy might as well be different countries. Sure. Oh, yeah. And there's like 22 of them, I believe, if, if I'm correct. Um, some, some regions in Italy. Like, when I say regions like North Italy, Central Italy, South Italy, sure. yeah, and yeah. Sicily, yeah. <clears throat> they all might as well be different different countries yeah. at, uh, at times. So And I love Italy. I always have. And I'm, it's one of the, like, just like France. I've, I've have a. They don't I, love you. Fascination. I don't care. Italian Italians do not love tourists. <laughs> I understand. No, I understand. And you, you get a, you can get a sense of that too, especially in this because it's not overly produced. You know, it's it's very because he can speak Italian. That helps a lot. You know, he's you know he gets in it. It's a little bit more softer than Bourdain's show, less political. You know, and it really kind of gets into yeah. the, the nuance and the personal personal aspect of uh, the country and the people and the culture. And I really am eating it up. I, I really am enjoying it. And, yeah. I, and Stanley Tucci, I think, is a mild, my, softer version, more digestible version of uh, Jeff Goldblum to me. Okay, you know, he, he's got a very odd oh, quirk to him. Yes, yes, mm, but of he's very soft, are. very, very little bit flamboyant, but very charming as well. So I, my fav- I do enjoy him. My favorite bit. story, very dry sense of humor. My yeah. favorite story about Jeff Goldblum was uh, it was a tweet that I read where a guy I don't know who he was, but he was he was a verified on Twitter. So he had a blue check mark. So I guess he was something. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he was talking about meeting Jeff Goldblum at a party, and it was one of the one of the greatest moments of his life because when he was introduced to Jeff Goldblum, someone's like, "Hey, this, hey Jeff, this is so and so." And Jeff Goldblum shook his hand and went, yes, 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 of course you are. Mm, yes. And he was like, oh, my God, Jeff Goldblum knows who I am. And like he gave him a hug and stuff like that. And then he went to go get a drink and he heard Jeff Goldblum later on being introduced to somebody else. And he goes, yes, yes, of course you are. Mm. And he shook their hand and gave them a hug. And he was like, you'd think I'd feel shit like shit after that. But I didn't. I still felt great. And that's who Jeff Goldblum is. <laughs> he leaves you feeling yeah. great. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. He leaves you feeling like you're something special. That's- I love it. <laughs> and it's. I think it's kind of true because he does play with his little jazz group. He has a band. And he plays at the same spot on a weekly basis. He's very affectionate with the fans. Obviously, it's a small little place. He knows he's going to be interacting with the crowd and fans. How often do they do a jazz rendition of the uh, Jurassic Park theme, do you think? Ooh, I don't know. I would do that, like a like a jazz rendition of. <laughs> I 
Probably never. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it. I would do it all the fucking time. All right. So I watched Flora and Ulysses uh, on Disney Plus. So Flora and Ulysses, how do I put it? It's about a little girl whose family is currently going through a divorce. Uh, her mother is played by Allison Hedigan, and her father is Ben Schwartz. And she, she's kind of having a, a bit of a tough time with that. And she comes across a squirrel who has been sucked into a vacuum. She gives the squirrel CPR, and he comes back to life. And at, when, when he comes back to life, Jay, he has superpowers. It's a squirrel with superpowers. Her dad Super is a comic book artist and, and, and writer. So he... He, uh, you know, she has she has a, an an interesting relationship with him. Like very much, they are. You know, he he's the parent friend to her, and whereas mom Allison Hedigan is is the mom mom. She is she's not a friend. She's very much the parental figure. But they they come to realize that the that she's not she's not lying about this squirrel. The squirrel really does have superpowers, and he is something special. Do I love this movie? I mean, it was fine. You know, what I mean, like it was, okay, you know, like. I, my daughter had so much fun watching this. Like my daughter loved it. There's so many prop gags and stuff like that. Where like, you know, well, that's obviously gonna ex- you know sneaks, enhance your experience right. watching her giggle. Watching exactly. This thing, you know, yeah, she the, the little girl sneaks sneaks the squirrel into a diner, and at one point, like he's he people are trying to chase him out of the diner and kill him. And he's flying around as a squirrel would do. And at one point she's like, Oh my God, he's flying. Like he's flying across the, across the diner. And they kind of like do this thing where like, does this squirrel really have superpowers or not? Like we know he's super smart. Cause he writes the mom a letter. <laughs> he types yeah. a letter up. So, yeah. Yeah. so he knows like something's going on, but um, you know, and then he, he crashes into donuts and like the whole, the whole diners turned into disarray. And it's my daughter's cracking up at all these like gags. That, that are going on like slip and falls and stuff like that so it's slapstick comedy um and then he runs afoul like that as a result of that diner incident uh a woman does an interview who says that a squirrel with rabies was was on the loose in the diner so that brings in Danny Putty, uh, you remember him for you might remember him from Community. Uh, he comes in as the as the animal catcher, the exterminator, mm. and it's his it's his job to tranquilize Ulysses and then dissect his brain to find out whether he really did have rabies or not. So then it becomes the family trying to save the squirrel from the evil animal catcher and and and, and get him to rescue. It's cute. It's <laughs> it's th- that's all I can say about it. My okay. daughter thought that this was absolutely adorable and i think if you have kids you're not going to hate your time watching it it's just really what it comes down to like what's this playing on disney plus this is a disney plus exclusive movie. oh okay so nice so it, it, it's disney plus original so yeah i my daughter loved it my little thing people don't know about my daughter is very active imagination since about the age of like two and a half three she's had an imaginary squirrel friend named linda uh, Linda follows her from wow. her mother's house to my house. So this might be your favorite movie of all time. Then. No, it's definitely not. But <laughs> her favorite movie right now is Crude's too. <laughs> so, that's her favorite movie right now. That and Trolls. She loves the Trolls movies. But um, the she colors. She she has an imaginary squirrel friend. His name is Linda. We hear about Linda all the time. She'll tell us like, oh, Linda's outside. Every squirrel is Linda, by the way. 
Oh, so, so I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say, is this only at her at her mom's place? No, is it a, here? Linda, Linda follows us on on the. Uh, oh wow, she is on a... the power lines from mom's house to my house. So so Linda, Linda makes the nice. makes makes the makes the hour long trip, and and rides with us. She just follows us from the power lines and and walks herself here. She has a mother named Belinda. <laughs> Linda and Belinda. Yep. Oh, and I've, I've tried to introduce a brother named Larry, but Logan wasn't having it. So if it doesn't come from my daughter's brain. So <laughs> with with my daughter's squirrel best friend, uh, imaginary friend, I was like, this is right up her alley. And I was right. It was. So <laughs> Yeah. Father knows best. Father knows best. So, all right, Jay, what else did you get out of watching? Um, the latest Netflix original film that came out last week. Well, for us, I care a lot. Now, I care a lot. Has this stellar cast, a big ensemble. Yeah, absolutely. Rosamund Pike, Peter Dinklage, uh, Elsa Gonzalez, Rosamund Pike, Diane she was Weist, um, Chris Messina. That was Gone Girl, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. She is one of those actresses, just like Charlize Theron. You know, they practically look the same, look like they could be sisters. Can we rewind it and, and you say her name again? Charlize Theron. 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 You said Theron. Theron. Charlize Theron. 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 Now say. There's so many ways. Now say Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> you you say, can say. Say Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, there it is. You always lay in. <laughs> say a little Frenchy. You French it up so many last I, names. I French it up. I try to. I try, I try to. All right. Anyway. Go <laughs> I try to be authentic. Charlize Theron. This is Jay's Indie Corner speaking. It's not. <laughs> we did it. It's over. I ended that segment already. Um, but anyway, she is a phenomenal actress. And I yeah, do believe sure. that she... Not in a lot of stuff, though. Not doesn't in- do... They, Hollywood just hasn't given her enough. And I think like roles like this, roles like Gone Girl, for example, really lets her sing and shine. And, and she really knows how to work with her talents and and this is like tailor-made for her and netflix has the bills to pay for some skills these days so and she's the ultimate ice bitch uh and that kind of leads into the problems of this movie where there are no people to root for i I watched a trailer for it at all uh this she 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 kind of poses as as a as a nurse that uh no 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 she's a legal guardian she is a legal guardian who has a brilliant structure from top to bottom to cover her ass to drain all these elderly people from with their finances and 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 have them locked up so everyone from the nursing home all the way up to the doctor you know and the courts um so she is the the queen bee miss angel and she has her eye on the wrong woman diane weist and shit you know, and, and it, uh, she she starts to realize she's a little over her head, and she's matched up with uh, uh, Peter Dinklage. I am the god of jits and wine. That um is out for some blood, revenge. Blonde, well, doesn't want to, but this just gets into a second and third act that gets elevated and elevated to the sky that takes me completely out of this fucking movie Does and it do i really good- get angry with it because there's so much fun there's so much great performances and there's, it's just so much to it that you either you love this movie or you're gonna really 
get really angry with this movie because it's so over the top. I knew from the minute I saw this trailer, I was like, this isn't really going to be for me. No, it gets really infuriating, especially towards the end. As the movie goes on, it's two hours long, but it feels like an eternity, especially the way it plays out because it does get to a predictable type of ending. um, But again, for me, it's a C-. Uh, I was really disheartened from it. I mean, I, I thought it had a great start and a lot of fun to it, and then it completely goes off the rails on purpose, you could tell what this guy was trying to do as a writer director, and like you know, he he he's, he made exactly the movie they wanted to make. But for me, I think a big part of it was because you just don't like these fucking people at all. Yeah, I mean, there's that, nothing. That's a problem. Yeah, you just can't get in board with this, especially yeah. if they're not like charismatic. There's nothing. There's no redeemable quality. And the there's story goes like about so them. high in the sky, uh, the uh, you know where you can't even believe it. Okay, so. Well, speaking of movies that are two hours long, that was my big problem with the one that I watched, mm. Space Sweepers. Ooh, so, how about that name? Yeah, so Space Sweepers uh, is a Korean film uh, that is a Netflix original that is obviously on Netflix. It is directed by Sung Hee Jo, and it follows a group of space junk collectors. Uh, essentially, they're the world. Earth is practically destroyed, and there we have put so much junk into space, satellites, and floating debris that essentially moves around the Earth at four times faster than a bullet shot from a gun. And there are ships that fly around with harpoons, and before it makes impact on space stations or other uh, other stuff that is hanging around the Earth, it gets harpooned, and space junkers get to bring it in, and they get to make capital off of off of the junk that they bring in. Uh, and th- the cast all has like these backstories, you know. Captain Zhang, she uh, she is a former freedom fighter. Tiger Park, who is who is the ship's engineer, uh, he has this criminal background. Tay Ho is a former soldier for for the uh, for, for the overlording government, uh, the company that that now currently essentially runs everything in space. And then there's Robot, uh, which is literally just a robot that lives on the ship who 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 essentially is the harpooner. Um, but all of them have like these, these backstories that you don't get fully until like the third act of the movie. Then they yeah. finally really explain everything of who each one of them are. And it's like, w- that's all stuff I should have known already. Sure. Right. Uh, and, and one of them, Tay Ho, who's who's the main character in the film, has been looking for his daughter, who's been missing for years at this point, point. Um, and that's why he does this space junker job because he's trying to build up money so that he could pay for a search and rescue effort. He does know that she's still alive; he just doesn't know where she wound up. And that kind of feels like that's supposed to be the crux of the movie, but it's not. Then they come into into possession uh, while capturing one of the space junk of a little girl who is a robot who has a hydrogen bomb inside of her body. She's a living weapon. Yeah, but she's a robot. Or at least that's what you're meant to believe. Mm. There's a twist later on. though, And the guy that you think is the savior of humanity, maybe he's not. There's a twist with that, too. There's a twist here. There's a twist there. There's a twist everywhere in this movie. It's two hours and 16 minutes, this movie. Wow. With meandering plot, right? I like the setting. I like the world they set up. I like the conflict that they have as well. But... It, it it goes in so many directions and then comes back to the main path so many times that you're not lost. You just stop caring about the main mission in the end. 
Damn. You know, you just don't care whether whether they succeed, whether they rescue this girl, whether whether they live or die, like whether this or th- like it just. It's d- frustrating because you had p- promise, but it just needed a, a proper, lot of promise, proper tailored to tighten up that film. I love the way this film looks. Like I love, I, I love the way they're doing space. I love the spaceships that are doing. I love the way it's all this ragtag. Like we've we we took this and that and we put it together and now it's a working spaceship. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, everything is used and reused and recycled, which is why they're junkers. Grabbing this stuff and bringing it back in because all this stuff is worth money. It can be repurposed, reused. Mm-hmm. You know, Earth is dying and our future's in the stars and all this stuff. Sure. And 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 but this is this is the startup of it. These are the pioneers of of space travel and stuff like that. And it's really it's really neat in that aspect. But when you get into the main story, though, it's just like it goes in so many directions. Like it, it really feels like this should have been a a season of a TV show. Like if this was a twelve episode, yeah, or even a six episode miniseries, this would have worked really well, and I probably would have really enjoyed it. I find that so interesting with a lot of projects now, where some things you can see, you know, even miniseries is working out to be like, you know, what that could have worked as a movie, or that movie should have been a miniseries. You know, there's like so many like back and forth, and I think right now is that big time where people have that choice sometimes to actually pick it's just it, it it is another case of you know 10 pounds of shit stuffed into a five pound bag exactly so um i still i you know there were still things to enjoy here and if you're a fan of this stuff go right ahead and check it out but you know for me it was just it was just too much too long and they, they really could have tightened it up my my guess is this probably does well in korea though because i i'm not at, we're, we're starting to get more familiar with korean storytelling you know and i yeah, have another korean film that i will be talking about sure uh you know for, for for my main review this week but train to busan stuff like that the things that have worked for me are the ones that are like very linear stories that mm. that, that have character and intrigue this felt like it was more focus of, right it was more about the story than sure. the character and i think that that winds up being a big problem for it too okay all right jay what else did you get down to watching ah uh, that's it brother all right so the, the the final review that I have, the final thing that I watched is for a movie that me and Jay have both heard an awful oh, yes. lot about. It has made a lot of movies top ten lists, a, a lot of websites like top ten movies of the year lists. True, it is set to gain a bunch of awards, and it is directed by Lee Isaac Chung, who has you know some some. Sundance buzz and stuff like that around yeah. around his career, uh, but what's interesting is that this is an A twenty four film, which uh, is a Plan B production. Mm. So it's produced by Brad Pitt, Mr. Pitt, and it's also produced by the by the film's star, which is Stephen Yuen. Now, Stephen Yuen is someone that's been on my radar since twenty fourteen. I want to say you know, even before that, when The Walking Dead premiered, he oh. he plays Glenn in yes. The Walking Dead. Okay. And that's my favorite character in The Walking Like as long as The Walking Dead has gone on since his characters died in the comics. Um wow. and, and and in the television show, Glenn was my favorite character. So hmm. obviously I've been familiar with Steven Yuan and and who he is and the movies that he's done. You know, like I've even watched uh some movies that I wasn't so sure about watching, like Mayhem, which is where a bunch of people are forced to kill each other 
in an office building or else everyone will die because there's some secret company and some organization outside with guns trained on the building. And they will come in and kill everybody anyway. So they, they're given a countdown and given orders to start killing each other. And Stephen Yuen plays the main character in that. And it's bloody and pretty fucking fantastic. So <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad. But I already watched it because Stephen Yuen was in it. So and I believe it was also produced by James Gunn. Uh, but this movie, Minari... It's called. It follows a Korean family that has immigrated to the United States. They once lived in California, but have since moved to Arkansas because Jacob, played by Stephen Yuen, has saved up enough money to buy his own farm. What what time period is this? 1980s. Okay. So it's his plan to... Essentially, he says like 150,000 Koreans immigrate to the United States a year. So mm. his plan is to start this farm and grow Korean crops, vegetables and fruits that are common in Korea and sell them to Koreans living in big cities near where he is. Great idea. Dallas and, and, and other cities like that. But he has to start the farm and he has almost no money at all. And he has two children, Anne, who is probably about 12 years old and David who's probably around eight or nine years old and David is somewhat ill and his wife Monica is also is also along for the ride and what you find out is that there's some inner turmoil going on obviously Monica's always worried about her son David um, and his illness and now this farm they just bought is an hour from the nearest hospital and Jacob is focused on the future you know he's starting this farm he it's it, it's gonna pay off It'll pay dividends at some point, but right now we have to put in the work. But for Monica, it's more about the, we already have jobs. They work at a hatchery where they where they flip over baby chicks, find out the sex of them. All the males get destroyed and all the females get sent off to grow into chickens and be eaten. Um, and to her, that job's good enough. It provides for the family. It, they could move back to a city. They can be in a Korea town and and be with around other Koreans and and have like this community and this infrastructure. But out here, they're alone and they're lost. So it's this story of of ups and downs. You know, the farm the a, farm's getting a off big the ground. Roll the dice. Yeah, yeah. So for many reasons in life. You know, especially during that time period. Especially with their with with their you know. It's a slice of life movie that is with their ethnicity, right? You well, know as well with that. That struggle, does come up. You know, I'm sure that does. That too. does come up. Yeah. not as much as you would think, but okay. it does come. Well, that's up. good. That's good. It does come up, but like because it, it's a real thing. But you don't want it to like be the whole it message. Is, of the it story. is not the message. That's not the story. story. It's you not know, the you message don't, don't of the story. Just harping on one thing alone, but it does come up, and it does. It it's almost comes up in moments of like comic relief too. Like, so, uh, like at one point, a little girl walks up to Anne when they go to church, and she goes, "Stop me when I've said something in your language." Bong, Jing, Jong, Hu, Chao, Chi, Cha, and she starts spouting off, and and like to me, I'm like, that's incredibly racist. But rural Arkansas in the 1980s, I get it. That's the first time this little girl has ever seen. Yeah. Has ever seen a Korean and she's girl? Probably just trying to play with her. You know, like she doesn't know how to. Friendships do spark out of these out of these awkward moments, sure. and stuff like that. Sure. So i I really enjoyed it for 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 the aspect that like it, it doesn't hide anything, right? It, it you're watching a slice of life story of of this family and what's probably one of the biggest hardship moments of their life, 
and of course mom and dad are fighting you know the kids have their own issues mm. and then grandmother gets introduced they move her from korea to to there in arkansas with her and that's yeah, a culture shock for her she too, probably. is not your average grandmother right she's not like the she she's not the authoritarian she's not she she's not like clean up wash the dishes do this do that or anything like that she's very much likes to likes to drink tea gamble watch professional wrestling and encourage her grandson <laughs> to do as much mischief. Like the comic relief for the movie? Nah, no. She's more of the heart and soul of the movie, I would say. I love the moments between little David and yeah. grandmother. So interesting. Uh, you know, the, the film is, it's beautifully shot. You know, it, it, it's all these wide open spaces because they're working on a farm and stuff like that. And there's these little moments of like triumph that like you actually, you he digs a hole and he finds water and 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 that's his well and I'm like fucking a man so it sounds You're like, killing it so it sounds like to me <laughs> that this is not a terribly original story however it's a different perspective of a, a story for sure and it's such a and it's told and shot and executed in such a quality way where people are lauding you know lauding it for that capability and their success you know great acting yeah um, I, I I feel like. The subject matter, like, because you're talking about a family, it's not just about the farm, you know. Like I said, sure, divorce is on the table. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, schools. I'm sure a yeah. sick, a Whatever. sick child. There's yeah. so many yeah. plot threads that just get dropped that, you know, they keep coming up and up and up, and it's just like it's just like watching watching a security camera of a family day in and day out, and it takes place in this two hour runtime. And honestly, I loved it, man. I loved it. It's not a hundred percent in Korean, so uh, but there are a lot of subtitles. There's a lot of speaking Korean in this, but I think this is one of those movies. Like after I was done watching, it, I told Jay, like you're gonna love this. I guarantee it. Like you need to check. And, this and I out. will. I will. I will. It's an A movie, man. An A, not an A plus, not an A minus, but it's an A movie. Cool. I think this is exactly what's what is. Yeah, I'm up excited for alley. it. Um, I think that that's probably one of the most impressive things about it is I don't think there's anything that comes up in the plot that doesn't have some dividend in the end anyway. So good stuff, man. Good stuff. That's going to do it for what are you watching this week? Me and Jay got to get into this week's news. We got a couple news stories to run through this week. Let's get started with one about my most anticipated film of 2020 and 2021. Ghostbusters Afterlife finally receives an MPAA rating of PG-13. So what do you think, Jay? Ghostbusters Afterlife, PG-13. I'm fine with that. Even though there's 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 kids starring in it, it is it, it almost seems like it's 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 a childhood vehicle. I, I, I feel like this is like them recognizing that like you know, cause the first two Ghostbusters were PG, they were made in the eighties and stuff, but I think Sony's uh, um 
you know, they they recognized that they were probably going to get a PG thirteen rating. They probably wanted a PG thirteen rating. I think so. They probably wanted to push the envelope on this as as much as they possibly could. And I'm pretty sure if, if Ghostbusters one and two came out now, they might be close to a PG thirteen rating. I'm looking very much forward to this movie. I'm still waiting for the news that this is going to drop on some streaming service because I would gladly pay twenty or thirty bucks to watch this now instead of waiting until November 11th of 2021, which is a date that I'm still pretty sure is going to get moved into 2022. Next news story. If you're a fan of Fortnite, more characters are getting added to Fortnite for you to play as. I'm not a fan of Fortnite, so I really don't care, but I do think it's kind of interesting that you can play as Ripley and the alien xenomorph in Fortnite, which makes no sense to me because the majority of people playing Fortnite children oh won't somebody please think of the children like yeah there's kids ranging from my daughter's age up to like their their mid to late Maybe teens and stuff like that yeah, yeah. but like a, a fair bit of people like i know there are some adults playing paul from the countdown pod looking at you but for the for, but for the main point there's not a lot of kids that are going to look at Ripley and the Xenomorph and being like, yeah, I'm in. Because it's not like it's not like right. Alien Covenant was marketed to, to that crowd. So, um, But I guess that's cool if you're Fortnite players. Next news story. RJ, way back in the day, we found out that Tom Clancy's The Division, a series of video games, uh, was going to be made into a movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Previously, David Leach was set to direct, but now uh, he has stepped down and Rawson Marshall Thurber has been brought in to direct this film. The only thing interesting about this news story, really, is that, because I'm not a big fan of the game, I'm, I guess I'm a fan of Gyllenhaal, I mean, he's he's good looking. I like him. Yeah. But Ross and Marshall Thurber, the director who's now been tasked to bring this movie to, to screen, uh, is the director of Red Notice, which will be a 2021 film coming to Netflix starring The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal, Gal Gadot. Gadot. And this is where like there's a hit put out on, like I guess... I don't know. It just looks like a, a very flashy, action-humored type of flick. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, and I, I made it made me wonder like, is it the buzz around that movie because of the stars that that made that that made um you know Ross and Marshall Thurber be be pulled into this film? Is did they watch or you know did someone did someone basically see that movie or hear good buzz about Probably. it and decided like Probably. Is it? Cause I looked up I looked up Ross and Marshall Thurber not a whole lot to his credit. I think if you you had I mean that's been filmed. That that was done filming, I think, in the summertime. So those are they, they're already having screenings right now, probably. Yeah, and, and some just, early cuts. So there's buzz already around town as right. far as the quality of it. I mean, he's he's done previous movies that are very much like they're not action set pieces. You yeah. know, um, yeah. he he did Dodgeball. You know, mm-hmm. we're the Millers. All right, so he's established, right? Um, and then he also. I mean, those are solid fucking comedies. Nah, we're I did not like We're the Millers at all. Uh, he did direct Skyscraper. We're the Millers actually surprised me. I actually enjoyed it. So, but I think like Skyscraper, like that's the one where you're like, all right, the dude could do action. But like, I hated Skyscraper. I didn't think that movie was good yeah, at all. The one arm, yeah. Oh, for God's sake! Oh, he's got armor! No, one leg. Or one one leg. leg sorry. Yeah, yeah. He only had one leg. Uh, whatever. Like, I, I, I do look forward to Red Notice because. 
I like anytime I get to use my my subscription, and now that Netflix has increased the cost of their subscription yeah, monthly, you know. I want to say it. So, but the division, I still could care less about. Yeah, I, you know, I'm just more. It's a Ubisoft game. We got a Ubisoft one game. Of those situations where I'm like, all right. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's a Ubisoft game. We got a Ubisoft game made into but a I film got a several years ago with Assassin's Creed, and that sucked balls. So, wow, that was bad. Yeah. Next news story. All right, Jay. Uh, Paramount Plus is it, it, they they did their own big marketing push recently. Well, they, they did their own essentially like Investors Day, the same way Disney did a couple weeks ago, yep. a couple yep. months ago. Now, um, a co- basically last week, Paramount came out and they they laid out what was going to be on Paramount Plus. One of the one of the big things is there's going to be so the the creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra, which are are two of the of the biggest deals to come out of Nickelodeon in a long time. I love both those shows, by the way. But both those creators then left and went to Netflix to work on the live action Avatar The Last Airbender series, mm. which is still coming to Netflix, but they actually left while that was still in production to go back to Nickelodeon mm. and no one really knew why. Oh, my cabbages! And here it's because Paramount Plus was looming on the way and they wanted them to make a whole bunch of new series over there that take place in the in the airbender universe so uh paramount plus is going to include things from mtv nickelodeon vh1 i believe is on there bet and then also on top of that everything from cbs and showtime as well because that's all under the same parent company network and yeah viacom paramount whatever yeah 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 it makes sense um that's that's a big push yeah but the interesting thing is that not only is the price is lower than netflix too yeah I believe it, it's going to be. Uh, I was already talking to, to to Lauren. I was like, I I think we got to get this now. I feel like we do. I I was. I had no desire. By the way, Indiana Jones will be only streaming on there as well because it's a Paramount picture. So sure, so sure. That's why they're sure. not on Disney Plus, even though Lucasfilm is with Disney Plus and Disney does own the rights to yeah. Indiana Jones. Uh, they apparently don't own the streaming rights or distribution rights for the original Indiana Jones films. So, uh, but the big news that 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 I've been trying to get to uh, is that movies like Mission Impossible Seven and A Quiet Place Two will be coming to Paramount Plus forty five days after they come into the theater, which I think is just a little bit too long for people to want to jump on this on its onset. I concur. However, I do two weeks a month, maybe. But sure, sure, forty five days is a, is a good. I was just giving I was giving you an example. I'm like. What all right, say um Mission Impossible comes out this weekend. We can't wait forty five days later to talk about it on the fucking podcast. No. Cause like, you know I mean I probably will because I'm probably not gonna go. I'm, I'm not people. going to the theaters and yeah, you already I, know that. But I am. And, yeah. and 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 you know, and okay, so one of us reviews it, that's fine, and then you give your two cents when you watch it forty five days later. I guess that's fine, you know, but at the same time, you can't rely on waiting. Does this that re- long for current entertainment like us? Like we're a weekly show. We can't. We gotta stay as, as on top of things as does, much as possible. Does this keep up with HBO Max? When HBO Max is like, nah, day and date, bro. Everything, everything no, Warner Brothers, day and date. We got it. I agree, and and technically, it's temporary. Technically, it's, it's for, for now. It's for 2021. And that's but it. But yeah. I think the majority of a lot of things we're going to be moving to that 45 day thing anyway. Regardless, I think so. I think everything is going to be that. That's the new norm. That will be the new norm across the board at the latest. 
Yeah, look, but look, seeing 45 days, like, I mean, we went like, ah, I will have seen it somewhere else by that I, I kind of love it. I, I, I think that's I think that's too long. I think it's too I, long. Well, you can't get, and, and Nate, I feel like you, you can't sound greedy. I don't. Because, you know, this HBO Max thing is extremely rare and, and jarring, and I really don't think it's going to hold up. It might. I feel like it's more like maybe you'll get away with that in like five. Disney's years. got movies coming day and date for it to. It's to still Disney so Plus. early, but I think HBO Max fair, got a coming day and date. But to, to be fair with the theaters, I think it's a fair trade off. Right, you know, Forty five days, is and I'm fair. not saying day and date is 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 what I'm is what I'm looking for, but like I want it to be something that's somewhat close to where they're like, you know, two weeks, a month, maybe. 45 days. Now we're talking six weeks after it comes out. A movie's already cooled at that point. It's already mm. cooled. And, 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 and f- you know, you're not running ads for it anymore on TV. So, yeah. you're, so your average Joe isn't going to get excited about it coming to your streaming service because they don't care. It's not enough to, to bite enough people They'll, to jump on this from yeah. the onset. Well, they're not doing much marketing anyway regardless. I have CBS right All Access. And if you, don't watch, if you don't watch Star Trek and you're not a fan of CBS programming... Then there's really no reason to have CBS All Access, and I have it, and I'm I, I still to this day I'm like, why do I have this? Because I don't care about this. Yeah, I, I don't know why either. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But do you get that now with Paramount Plus? No, I will get Paramount Plus. In Paramount Plus, I will automatically have because I have CBS uh, All Access. So Wait, I, I now will, I'm getting confused. Is Paramount Plus replacing yes, CBS? All Access will be replaced by oh. CBS by by CBS. CBS oh, I did not know that. Will be replaced by Paramount Plus with addition of all that other content, right? right. Just like with probably a, a, a healthier fee. Just like my WWE Network will immediately my my subscription to WWE Network will automatically get me Peacock without ads. My, my a Peacock prescription. Uh, I think that's free anyway. No, it's free now, but there is exclusive um, Peacock Peacock Plus access content yeah, 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 yeah. so it. and wwe will be behind that paywall so because i already have wwe network which will now be taken over by nbc universal i automatically will have access to everything that is peacock advanced or peacock ultimate or peacock plus or whatever the fuck they're and what would that be peacock what, what the fuck do you mean what it'll be no everything is nbc universal and wwe no i know but what What's the name of the thing that that you're gonna have to get in order to get the premium Peacock Plus? Peacock, you fuck, Jesus! But I thought you said you already had it. I'm sorry. I, I have WWE Network oh. already, and I pay for that. I'm sorry because I, I have Peacock, so I'm getting confused. Like I'm, I'm thinking and about since Peacock, I'm thinking about it in a different perspective in my brain right Peacock now. Peacock so, okay. is now going to gotcha. stream all of WWE's shit got exclusively. It, got, it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. The WWE Network yeah. is deceased. It's no more. They're getting rid of it. It'll all go to Peacock. Got it. You understand? I do. But we're, we're, we're we're four minutes away from my normal bedtime, so I'm 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 starting to. But you're not little, wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong in thinking this way because this is how confused other people are. Yeah. Who are like, I already pay for CBS All Access. Do yeah. I automatically get Paramount Plus? I like, yes. It was the you same, might have to click a button. Or right. Something. And it was the same confusion that was going on with Disney <laughs> sure, Plus and Hulu sure. and all that stuff. It's well now confusing. Disney Plus has the Disney Plus exclusive or something like that they have the addition of they have the ESPN premier. Plus and Hulu. Right. Right. For a little bit more money. Next news story. Jesus. This is what the people want to hear. (laughs) Speaking of Disney Plus, uh, Disney Plus announces the premiere dates for a 
bunch of their television shows. So we already know that Falcon Winter Soldier is going to be coming out on March 19th, but we do find out that the Loki TV series will be getting a premiere of June 11th. Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is the next animated series to come from Dave Filoni, which is a spinoff of The Clone Wars, uh, specifically Clone Wars Season 7. This will be releasing on none other than, I mean, May the 4th. obviously Durr. yeah duh uh on march 26th of 2021 we will get the mighty ducks game changers which i can't wait for on june 2nd we will get monsters at work which will follow taylor tuskman who works at monsters inc alongside of mike wazowski and james p sully sullivan so you will see billy crystal and john goodman reprising those voices for what i assume will be cameo roles Mm. and then turner and hooch uh which stars josh peck uh will be coming out on july 16th this is a remake of the detective who befriends a dog who solves a murder and then we all fall in love with that fucking dog and then what happens happens at the end and we all just fucking cry next news story this movie was announced way back in 2018 it's dc comics blue beetle movie they have hired a director angel manuel soto to direct it now there's no release date for this film but being as we're three years into it being announced it's it's pretty clear that because of the pandemic they're not exactly in a rush to get to get anything out yeah, I still feel like they are they are still this has given DC enough time to be like let's we're still we're they're still like healing from their mess of the DCEU. Yeah, they are. But this pandemic has just bought them so much time to develop and 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 get their shit straight. It really has. You know, and obviously Wonder Woman's uh performance was a little underwhelming. And the and the, the, the now, Snyder cut is to be seen. We'll see how that reaction is. But. I think I think with with Wonder Woman being so ho hum, even if it, you know, I, I think that's enough. It didn't really hurt. I think that's enough for help. Warner Brothers to go like officially. The DCEU is completely dead. We don't need to bring back any more of these characters. We can just forge on in a whole new direction. Uh, now. Angel Manuel Soto is really only known for one film, Charm City Kings. But I do like the fact that, you know, the the Blue Beetle, Jami Reyes, obviously is a Latino character, and we're gonna be being told a story by a Latino filmmaker, which I think I think fits perfectly. Next news story. RJ, right, big news story. This one. Uh, we get a title for Spider Man three. It's now going to be known as Spider-Man No Way Home. They spent the week sharing uh, two set photos, which really show nothing. It it, it really just shows Ned, um, Peter, and MJ in what looks like some sort of like underground bunker. I know there's a ton of videos of people breaking down what's going on in the background and stuff like that. I really don't care. And each time they shared new names for what the film could have been. And they've even shared like a whiteboard of all the different names. It was funny. It was funny. And one of them was Spider-Man Home Alone. And they crossed it out and went, we might get in legal trouble for this one. (laughs) Spider-Man No Place Like Home. Spider-Man Homesick. Spider-Man Homeschooled. Spider-Man like all these different things that obviously deal with home. But they ultimately land on no way home as the final title and there's also been a lot of buzz around fine. around tom holland as as he's been going around saying like the other guys are not in this movie you know toby well, mcguire and Andrew okay. garfield are not All in right. this movie well let me be a apparently, little disclaimer about that apparently willem dafoe has also said like no one's approached me 
I've ne- I, I don't know why you're asking whether I'm going to be Green Goblin again. I haven't talked to a fucking soul. So I well, first of all, I think a lot of it has to do with there are a lot of other cameos right. confirmed. So like they're just people are, are are assuming that like everybody related to any Spider-Man right. is going to be involved. At the same time, don't forget this movie is also co-made by by at, Disney, who's really good at crafting lies and putting them yes, out there so that we yes, all believe yes. them. And at the same out. time, all the studios know not to ever tell Tom Holland the truth of anything because he can't lie. Him and Mark Ruffalo both suck yeah. at it. So. so there you go. We will see. But he, he would have to be lying because the, the I, mean, I know they're still filming essentially, but he's going to be on set with them at some point or else we just don't meet the other Spider-Man and it happens and, and, and they are just really Or brief. he doesn't interact with them personally. Right. Or they really are just brief cameos and stuff it like that. It could be anything. So, uh, but, you know, I just thought that was interesting because he, but like, it, that was all over the place where he's like, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not, and as Andrew Garfield has even come out to say like, no one's contacted me. I don't know what any of you people are talking about. Um, but, of course, this could all just be smoke and mirrors, could all be lies, or again, the rumor mill could just bite us all in the ass, so. But you can't do this to me. You know how much I sacrificed? You're out, Norman. All right, Jay, that's going to do it for our news this week. Mm. Let's head over and let's get into this week's trailer park. Cut the beat and let the music play. No trailer park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't serve, but there's a new wave. We've been on since trust. God save the right stop. I don't want to flow until I know that the bass drop. Welcome back to Trailer Park. Thanks, Thomas Iannucci, for such a lovely intro music to Trailer Park. Thanks, buddy. Uh, So, Jay, let's get started off here with Trailer Park because one of the things that I think 2020 had that that really had a lot of people rejoicing was season two of The Boys. While we did talk about it, we said it wasn't quite season one. It was still fantastic television, a lot of fun. Uh, And season three is setting up to be just that. So we got this teaser uh, from Amazon Prime. After all, who else is going to save you? But don't take it from me. Take it from this guy. Hello, America. As the original superhero, I assure you that you are in safe hands with us. I'm Soldier Boy, and I approve this message. God bless you, Soldier Boy. Now, we can't play anywhere near all of this trailer because no. this little teaser. First off, no one's in their costumes, right? And they play it off like uh, you know, Homelander says, it's been a long time since I had to dust off the old secret identity. Yeah. Uh, and you you see just how skinny Anthony Starr really is, just how much they bulk him up to be Oh, yeah, Homelander. he doesn't work out at all. <laughs> no. So no. Like, I, th- I thought that was funny. I think he just wants to keep his chiseled jaw to be nice and yeah. thin and, you know, I yeah. don't know. So, uh, but... but so, so we do see that, um, and then each of so each of the seven essentially is getting to like intercut with their own like little dialogue and in character, in yeah. character, yeah, and then fun. they are being interrupted by the boys who are kind of calling them out for their lies and yeah. stuff like that. It's it's a, it's it's a very inventive way yeah. that's effective. And keeps the through line going right. within and, the seasons. And they do touch on some stuff that happened in the past two seasons sure. without really giving away what they're going to be going into. But towards the end, we do get the drop where we see Jensen Eccles and he shows up 
and he's going to be playing Soldier Boy. Now, Soldier Boy is essentially the boys' universe version of Captain America. Mm. If Captain America killed people and had sex with Homelander. Shit! Language! Because season three is going to be following the comic book storyline Herogasm, where all the heroes get together, they kind of go on like vacation, and they have a massive superhero orgy. Don't you know what it means to become an orgy guy? It changes everything. I have to dress different. I have to act different. I have to grow a mustache and get all kinds of robes and lotions. And I need a new bedspread, new curtains. I'd have to get thick carpeting and weirdo lighting. Of course, I'd have to get new friends. I'd have to get orgy friends. No, I'm not ready for it. And it's, it's allowed to happen by vault and by the U.S. government because... It makes the superheroes kind of get it out. You know what I mean? They get it out. And yeah. then they're a little bit easier to control from there. And during the, the Herogasm comic book uh, storyline, Soldier Boy and Homelander, they have a little bit of a little bit of a romance together. Ooh. Both of them. It's purely in the bedroom. You know, but uh, so <laughs> they said that they're, that is going to be the storyline that they're doing. Now, the showrunner behind the boys... Eric Kripke has been dancing around this. People have been asking him, like, so you're going to be running the boys. Like, way back then, even when the first season was coming out, people were like, how are you going to do this storyline? He said, no, no, no. I will not shy away from this storyline. I will do Herogasm. I can't do it like they did it in the comics because the way they did it in the comics, there's going to be far too much special Craziness. effects and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, so he is going to have to tailor it more to the TV show, but he's not shying away from the subject matter of what Herogasm was in the comics, and it will be coming I'm not surprised here. at all. I mean, if you've seen the boys, yeah. you know they haven't been backing down. No. You know? So, uh, and then also Eric Kripke is, he was the showrunner also on Supernatural, which was the WB show, which starred Jensen Eccles. So a lot of people are very happy to see Jensen Eccles here. He is he is a fan favorite. Like my wife loves him. He really him. is. I know. I, I love him. I love his voice. Like he he did the voice of Red Hood in, yeah, on, in Batman on sure. Red Hood. He's, he's he's got such a fun voice. Um, and he's gonna add a new dynamic. I I like. You know, it's cheesy, right? That like every season we get a new baddie, right? Like last year we got Storm Stormfront. This year we're getting we're th- th- this next season we're going to be getting Soldier Boy, however, and a new girl, right? I like I like that because it this is a show that doesn't have to worry about being cheesy. It doesn't have to worry about being 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 tripe, being you know cliched because it is playing off of those its cliches. own worlds yeah. and, and it's it's its own world and it set itself up for essentially. One side and another side, and then some every season uh, sprinkle in some new wild cards yeah. to, to to mix up the the pot. And if you haven't gotten out and there, it's it's just so, it's just a perfect recipe for so much fucking fun, and it turns the whole genre on its head that we've been seeing over the last 10, 15 years in, in Hollywood. And if you haven't gotten out there to check out the boys comic book. If you've ever wanted to see Captain America and Superman get it on, you you'd have to go read the comic book, check get it the out. Fuck out. Yeah, well, that's the Homelander is Superman. Soldier Boy is Captain America. And in Herogasm storyline, they get it on. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. I guess it makes sense. It does in make theory. sense. It does. <laughs> 
if I was Superman, I would want to sleep with Captain America and vice versa. Mm. So, RJ, let's get into our next trailer. This one comes from Disney and Pixar. We can go anywhere. Do anything. We just gotta stick together. We underdogs have to look out for each other, right? Underdogs! This is gonna be the best summer ever. But there's just one thing. Whoa, 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 wait! Did you see that? No one can find out. So Luca... I know the dog's in the room. I said the name and he looked up. <laughs> so it's not spelled the same dog. It's spelled with a K with a C. Your name is spelled with a K. But Luca follows three young kids as they are growing up in what looks like almost like this Mediterranean seaside town. Mm-hmm. And two of them have a secret that they have to keep. They're mer people. I just thank the Lord she didn't live to see her son as a mermaid. Merman. Merman. When they hit the water, they turn into mermaids. That's really the only thing. This is a teaser, you know. Much like Onward, yeah. Onward really let us know that like this is Dungeons and Dragons universe, but in in the year 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. Like you know, this is what would happen if elves existed and dragons existed and manticores existed and stuff like that. And they, but they exist in our modern time. Um, this is this is very much like like a teaser like that, where it's just like. This is what our story is about. Here's the art direction we're going for. Um, not much, not much known about what the true story is. But one of the things I took away from it was I really do love the animation style in this because it's a little bit different than Pixar's done in the past. Now, uh, if you if you go on Disney Plus and you watch some of the Pixar shorts, mm-hmm. this is definitely the same art direction that was done in La Luna. Which was a, a a short story that that saw a little boy being trained by his father and his grandfather about how to hook the moon with a giant hook, um, climb up the rope, and clear stars off of the moon, which made it shine. And as they are doing it, as they're brushing it, the moon's going through its phases: new moon, you know, right, right, waxing moon. Sure half moon crescent moon and stuff like that and once all the stars are clean that's when we get the 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 new moon the no moon at all sure so i i I really loved that story it was it was something that was so simple and but the art direction it's gorgeous and i'm seeing it here as well like even it really it really does it does even the redhead girl girl's father when he's cutting off the fish head at the end and both the boys who are fish boys essentially are freaked out by him about to serve them fish uh you know when he turns around and starts asking them questions, he looks exactly like the father character in La Luna, which made me think like maybe that's like a little bit of an Easter egg. Yeah. You know, that, that they that they made maybe. him look exactly like that. Now this is, you know, coming off the heels of Soul and Onward. Does Pixar usually do Easter eggs? For themselves, absolutely. For themselves. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I do remember that. You okay. probably will see a Pizza Planet truck in this somewhere. <laughs> Even if it is taking place in Europe, you will see a Pizza Planet truck somewhere. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, I think it looks charming. You know, seaside town and stuff like that. I, it, it's tough to tell when you we don't give a whole lot to go off of. But just looking at the art direction, I am, I'm looking forward to it, man. I I think I think they they picked the right team to do it. Like that's one of my favorite Pixar shorts. 
La Luna. Mm-hmm. And if you're not checking out like all the stuff that Pixar puts up over on Disney Plus, there's a lot of fun stuff on there. My my daughter has probably watched Pixar Popcorn a hundred times by now. <laughs> and that, that's just like ten shorts. And each short is anywhere from like one minute to like three to four minutes, but nothing crazy. So you can, wow. you can watch all the popcorn shorts in like 24 minutes. You can watch it as like one TV show. I did so, not know that. Yeah. I have, and to be honest, I have not explored Disney they're cute. Plus. They're cute. They're funny. As they're, much as I should have. Sometimes the characters don't even talk, right? Like, like there's th- there's one for cars where the character, all the characters are trying to parallel park, and they, like they don't talk at all. Mm-hmm. There's one for um, there, there's one for Toy Story where Buzz is trying to get everyone to work out, and he's seeing the physical limitations of a T Rex who can't do who can't do push ups because he has short arms. Uh, Forky who can't do this because he his his arms will just fall off and stuff like that and that's all buzz wants to do is work out and all the other characters can work out so um he shuts it off and he's sad and he's walking away and then someone turns it back on and you see all of them finding new ways to work out and buzz gets happy and like my daughter just loves it because she's seen some of her favorite characters again and in a short form adds to her imagination because there's a whole different bunch of new characters and storylines and it's it's short and sweet anything pixar does I'm yeah. fucking on board. It's usually for. quality. Yeah. All right, Jay, let's get into our final trailer in Trailer Park. Zack Snyder, two movies coming out in 2021. We know that we're getting the Snyder Cut on March 18th, 2021. But we are also getting Army of the Dead coming May 21st, 2021 to Netflix. And this will have Dave Batista, Hiroki And not Sin- many others. <laughs> Hiroki Sonata, who we sure. talked about is going to be in... Mortal Kombat as well. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I mean, well, I I talked about it with Duty. I liked him in uh in in Last Samurai. I've liked him in in Wolverine. So I I do. Oh, yeah. So he, I think he's recognizable. He's one of those people. He no, he is. He is. You know, is. I I think Ken Watanabe is more recognizable than him now. But I think there is a point where he does have an international presence for sure. Exactly. And respect. Exactly. However, other than those two guys, other than those two, I don't know a, a lick of a person within this whole cast. I'm scrolling through this whole IMDb. I don't know anybody. Anybody? What are you talking about, dude? You know, you know Theo Rossi. He was in um, Luke Cage. He played, her, he, dude. He played the second fiddle too. And that's the only the time I ever guys. saw him in anything. But he was good. You know, he was good. He was. Come on. You know, he was good. <laughs> okay. No. 
No, come on. That's you, number three. You know Tig Notaro, right? Like, no, she she's everyone's like favorite lesbian. Again, that's number like four <laughs> of the most like famous people that I know on this goddamn IMDb. Look, they're working. It's not a good sign for this goddamn script for them to sign up for this movie. I don't think. I don't think he cared. I don't think that's what he was going for. Like, I don't know. So this is going to be the story of saving money for CGI of a zombie outbreak that occurs in Las Vegas as a group of mercenaries are essentially trying to pull off a money heist. They're trying to break into a safe and steal all the money. Now, my question is, like, because we see in this, we see kind of like the results of the zombie outbreak, which are taking place obviously weeks, months, maybe even years after the zombie outbreak has occurred. And we're also seeing the onset of the zombie outbreak. What I'm wondering is... A, does the zombie outbreak have anything to do with their heist, right? Or or does it just happen to be coinciding at the same time? Also, yeah. is their heist occurring when the zombie outbreak is in its onset? I know. Or is it taking place- Where it's a coordinated years it's later. A distraction. Right, like years later. Because like that makes me think, like, does money have any value after the zombie apocalypse? Who knows? Uh, reasonable thought. Who knows? I thought that too when I watched the trailer because it didn't explain that. Right. Because that's one of the that's always one of the interesting things in like zombie media is it's just like money has no meaning. Bullets, they have meaning. Food, that has meaning. Shelter, stuff like that. Basic human needs have meaning, but money no longer has any type of value to it whatsoever. So it's interesting to see that it's going to be mercenaries led by Dave Batista going after money in Las Vegas. Because it's like, maybe Las Vegas was quarantined. Maybe they shut it off. Maybe they they walled up the desert around it, and they're just like, that's it. That's a no man's land. So money still has a value, and there's still a lot of it left in those vaults, and that's what they're going after. It's possible. Because they looked all they look all geared up, right? Like, like he... he they're they're all in their in their flak sure. jackets, you know. It they don't look like they've been surviving in a no man's land for years. You know, they look like they've just dropped in. So that's my guess is Las Vegas is probably some stronghold that is pro- is is probably some no man's land after this zombie outbreak that the rest of the country has walled off. And these are the only jackasses dumb enough to go into the quarantine zone to get the money out. Probably. Probably something like that to help fund something or whatever it may be because it is Vegas and Vegas is a shitload of money in there. Vegas, and baby. If it's invaded with a bunch of zombies, they have an, a, a, a reason to go in and try and get this money, even though it's infested with zombies. Yeah. But also, like the shots and stuff reminded me a lot of Resident Evil Extinction, which is also another zombie movie that takes place in the desert and I believe around an area that's much like Las Vegas. So. Yeah, you know, I was I was getting that, but like while watching this, there was nothing that made me go like I'm in, right? I'm in because of because of zombies. I'm not in because of Zack Snyder, yeah. right? I'm yeah. I'm not in because of Dave Bautista because I'm not sold on him as as much yet. Uh, I like, you know, I I like the idea that it he's raises be your doomed. eyebrow, but you're not going in just because of him, right? He's right. not The Rock or anything like that. Exactly. He doesn't have that. There certain was, kind of quality. There was nothing in this trailer, in this teaser, that made me go like, Absolutely oh, yeah. zero. And that's why I told you. I was like, dude, this was shockingly underwhelming. There were some zombies eating people. There was a few scenes of Dave Batista shooting a, a gun off. But like, there was nothing that made me go like, oh, yeah. And again, you know? underwhelming. And this comes out in the end of May, May 21st. And it's like, you know, for a teaser, you needed to have, okay, 
be generic. But for Christ's sake, this is a goddamn mob, I mean, zombie action movie. You don't have one scene to make people go hyped on and like get excited for? Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, especially you. I, I'm just blown away. This must this movie has to be so bad. Well, I was I was pretty intrigued. I just don't understand why this movie I was pretty intrigued by the so- aerial shot that showed all of the zombies and stuff like yeah. that, showing how many millions of them there Maybe are. Maybe it would look good in IMAX screen, I don't know. But like from my phone, you don't see nothing. It just looks like a, a mosh of like ants in the distance well Zack snyder assumes that everyone is watching all of his stuff at the highest quality so of course um but you know i talked about this with duty last week when i talked about you know, mortal Kombat's coming out on april 16th and we just got the first trailer for it true with this streaming stuff they can't come out too soon with it because streaming is so week to week they have to I, they I, have to release their I, stuff. i agree with that and then just but even still think pr- about how many movies come to netflix that we hear good things about and we we haven't even seen a fucking trailer oh, for I, I, so I, I, I know, I know. So uh, I mean, they're pumping them out, but also like you know, with the pandemic, post production, and and for Hollywood to work, it's been a little bit tricky at times for them to do that to get these films finished to come out. That's right. an aspect. I'm not saying it's not going to be good. I'm just saying like this 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 teaser is oh. giving me absolutely nothing to go off. I, of. I agree. I agree. I, you know, I I don't even really get like a good shot of a zombie in it. Really? No, like, we you get see? a split second. A split second of like um, a line of, um, of some zombies knocking walking. people down in a in a casino. Yeah. So like, it, well, there's definitely slow moving zombies. It looks like it, it looks like it does seem like the movie's not going to shy away from a little bit of like comic relief, right? Because we do see like an Elvis impersonator like winking at the camera at yeah. the end and stuff like that, which 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 can be a bit of fun. But then it's like you know it's not going to be as fun as like Zombie Land, where it's like Zombie Kill of the Week, yeah, but, right? And it's like, well, no, Zombie yeah. Kill of the Week actually goes to. <laughs> But it could be at that point where it's just boring. It could be. I don't know where this is going, man. I like in my head, I wanted this to be a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Like I wanted it to be a, a you know Well the elevator pitch for this movie is an easy sell. Right. But the execution obviously one of looks Zack Snyder's extremely dull right most now. Most critically acclaimed films was was his remake of Dawn of the Dead. Right. And you're getting him here to essentially do another zombie film. I don't think he's the same filmmaker anymore, though. Like, I I really do think, much like I talked about Space Sweepers or whatever it was, that they are going to be trying to stuff 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag in this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, why do I need a heist? Why can't they just be mercenaries who are surviving the zombie apocalypse? Boom. Zombies. Done enough. Like, I still don't understand. Does money have value? Should it have value? I, I, I agree with that. But even still, if they had that story plot or not, it still does not show anything interesting. Nope. nope. All right. So I don't know. I, I was very much looking forward to this movie yeah. just based on what I knew of it alone. Zack Snyder, zombie movie, Dave Bautista. All right, sure. Sure. This all sounds fine. I understand. I know. I, I see surprised. it here. I see it here and I go like, eh, we'll see. I'll still watch it. Obviously I have Netflix, so I'm already in. Also, that, that's another thing. Like Netflix doesn't have to market their shit that much. Because most people already have their platform. So unless they're going to start adding ads, it's going to be tough for them to generate new revenue streams. And they're only going to pimp it out on their own streaming service, right? On the front page. Occasionally. You know? Sometimes, like like with um, Cloverfield Paradox, they did, they did some TV ads and stuff like that. They've done TV ads in the past. I remember Akja getting some TV ads. Yes. And I haven't seen it in a while, though. No. But I think mostly you see that if it's going to be in the theaters as well. Sure. 
like the Irishman, for example. Other than that, you're mainly going to just, or like an awards player, something like that, you know? But if it's not an awards player, if it's not going into theaters, it's so rare that you're going to see a commercial for it saying, only streaming on Netflix. Right. Now, if you're excited for army of the dead please let us know i want to know i want to know why like what is it about army of the dead that's that's got you that's got you excited for it like i know some people are just saying that they're excited for it because of Zack snyder alone and that that alone is not enough to do it for me you know i need to see something from it i'm also a little like apprehensive about it because i know that warner brothers was originally making this movie and while it was in production they decided pass we'll just sell it to netflix so if you're excited for Army of the Dead, let us know on social media. You can reach out to me on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. You can reach me on Instagram, SuperMoviebros, on Facebook, Super Movie Bros Podcast, and also I am on Twitter, J underscore SMB. And then, of course, if you would like to get any of our pre-roll audio, you can join our Patreon by heading over to patreon.com slash Podcast. There, you can get all the additional content that we put up there for just $1. We are, of course, part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio podcasting network. So head over to ageofradio.org, and you can check out all the great shows that are a part of Age of Radio there. And we always want to give a special thank you to our Trailer Park composer, you know, musician, Oh yes, Thomas Iannucci, Thanks, buddy. who graciously provided us with the beat that gives us our Trailer Park intro. So you could check him out on Spotify. It's Thomas I-A-N-N-U-C-C-I. And again, congrats on your recent marriage. On your marriage, buddy. That's awesome. Thank you for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.